And here we go for the big old Tuesday show. Kind of like a Monday for everybody just getting back to work this glorious Tuesday morning. Thank you for listening to the Big 49. Welcome to all of our new friends that we gathered being out at Fox Raceway at Pala on Saturday. Uh, A few friends gathered up from the car show in Redlands on Sunday. It was a very, very long weekend for the Big 49, putting in the grind on that Memorial Day weekend, and it is now in the books. We will not break this dog out again uh, to go on a road trip for motocross racing. We might have some local races uh, at Glen Helen before the summer is over, and then we'll be out at the L.A. Coliseum the end of September for the final round of the Super Motocross season, and we are stoked on that. Very, very excited. I'm stoked on the merging of Supercross and Motocross, because I didn't know how it was going to be. I was like, is it going to stay separate? No, it was put together, and I got to tell you, the best Motocross round one of any I have experienced personally yet, and we've been doing this for three years on the 49. And they've always been cool, don't get me wrong. I've got mad love for uh, Davey and everybody over at the motocross, but they really were dialed in, and I got to think uh, teaming up with the Supercross people had a lot to do with that. The television coverage on Peacock was next-level amazing. That was a great, great job of coverage of an outdoor event. And the press conference was first-class afterwards, which was really great, good-quality audio, and I appreciate the hell out of that because you guys know I get these... Here's how it goes. I get so much shade thrown at me by people of the Moto Media. We go into the press conference, we record it, and then we take everything and I just chop it up. You forget, I'm a radio dude. I'm an epic sound engineer. I did this crap for 25 years at the highest level there is. I'm going to do a really good interview with the audio that I have. And people are like, dude, I asked that question. Yeah, guess what I'm doing that you're not doing, you moto nerd? I'm bringing new eyes to the sport. I'm bringing new ears to the sport. I'm bringing people to listen to Big 49, and they're going, dude, this sounds cool. I'm coming out. I'm bringing way more to the sport than you are. You're milking from the sport. You're going to straight-up moto heads, and you are milking off the teats of the freaking pro motocross and the supercross, and I'm bringing people to the game. I'm inviting a whole lot more people to the party. You had a party of a circle jerk of a bunch of nerds at a sausage fest. I'm bringing chicks. I'm bringing hot people. I'm bringing the party is what I'm bringing. So shut up and stop giving me attitude because I will dime you out and make it my mission to attack you. You know who you are. There's so many people that are so cool with this, and I love them, and people that we have a great relationship with. And then there's those little sausage fest dorks that are like, ding, ding, ding. Like, shut up! And don't take umbrage with the world's only motocross rock radio station in the world because that's the truest state thing I say all day. I pull crap out of my ass and just throw it against the wall and see what sticks. That is a factual, accurate statement. There has never, ever, ever been a motocross radio station in the world. And your podcast doesn't count, you living in your basement freaking nerd shut the hell up put a couple million dollars up and just gear and come into my world watch me bitch slap you back to oblivion after you go broke you can't do what we do coexist with us and shut up that's what i can tell you coexist and shut the f up 
because the big 49's not going anywhere. Three years wrong, long, three years strong, and getting bigger and better every single effing day. And we got no beef with anybody. I have people don't like me because I am a truth sayer and I will drop truth on your ass. And that's what I do. You know, deal with it. Deal with it. And I will admit anything and everything. If you think you got me on something, I'll be like, yeah, I said that on my show like 10 times. Yeah, I say that about myself all the time. All right, yeah, I say that about the interviews that I have all the time. You didn't know that? You should listen more. Idiot. Anyway, now I'm angry at morons and vaginas who complain and cry. And I'm not going to apologize because I could give an F. I heard your feelings suck it. This is not some new HBS here. This is like, get over it, bitch. All right, I'm going to do a UFO story coming up here in moments. But first, we are going to talk to Mr. Chase Sexton. That is one of those interviews right there that is next level stellar. And it goes all over the radio. And we're going to do it early in the show. And then I'll replay it again in the final hour of the stretch show today at 11 p.m. And then if you missed it, I'll bring it back in the middle of the show tomorrow. That's called Frequency Impressions. Yeah, you know how many times I listen to a podcast once? That's why I can sprinkle this thing on throughout the day and just keep it coming back. Keep bringing new ears to the sport. That's what I do. My name is Stretch. I got a blowtorch called the Big 49. Going to get Chase Sexton, middle of the show today, Jet Lawrence. You know why? I didn't take Monday off. Memorial Day is a holiday. But I'm like a great American fighting soldier, and I'm in a battle, and there is no days off. So I did a show on Monday because I'm a trooper, and I salute the troops. That's what it is. And I did a Jet Lawrence interview that, if you missed it, we'll be back in the middle of the show today. But coming up in moments, it is going to be Mr. Chase Sexton of the HRC Honda team. That dude is fast as F, and he is my pick, along with my tarot cards, to win this whole thing outright this summer. That's right. My pick, along with my tarot cards. That's what I said. The most accurate radio psychic in the world. My radio psychicisms also tell me that the Big 49 is blowing up and blowing up. So why I stay with it? I check the cards. The cards tell me the universe is with you, bro. Keep rolling. Keep doing your thing. And that's what we're going to keep doing. So coming up here in moments, Chase Sexton, then a little UFO talk, and then a whole bunch of other garbage. I just throw garbage out. I spew it because I'm the best. It's hard to be the best, but somebody's got to do it, so I step up. You're welcome. It's a stretch show here on a big 4-9. Big 49, it is stretching right now. We are sitting down with Mr. Chase Sexton. He is your Supercross champion for 2023. He was runner-up last year in outdoor, and boy, you were runner-up again today, and it was a lot of deja vu from last year. You came out fast as hell. It looked really good, but came in second uh, today. But let's talk about before the race. You've been really running mistake-free at the end of the Supercross season and just looking dominant and really, really dialed in. And then you come out today in qualifying, and you have a pretty decent-looking crash. Walk us through what happened in that situation and you know how the day maybe got off to a bad start. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I woke up this morning. I, I, I don't know. Some days you wake up and you feel like you have it, and some days you wake <laughs> up and you don't have it. And I, I went out first practice and – Try to get out front, didn't get out front, got roosted for a while. And then I think I did one fast lap, took a break, did another fast lap. And the ruts after that jump were so, like, squiggly and yeah. it was nothing was firm. And I kind of tried to hop out of it and it caught my front end and kind of just shot me right and slapped okay. me into that jump. Yeah. Uh, my arm up pretty good, but uh, I was lucky to get away from that one pretty much unscathed. It was okay. pretty soft, luckily. That would have happened in the motos, it would have been a different... 
story with how hard it was. So yeah. not ideal starts today. That was definitely uh, not uh, not ideal. But I feel like especially second moto was more of how I've rode outdoors, especially last yeah. year. And um, yeah, I just wanted to bounce back from that that morning <laughs> get off. It was I haven't really crashed just uh, that hard in a long time. So. Yeah. It'll get you rattled a little bit, but I was able to bounce back and uh, have a decently solid day. All right. Do you think that some of uh, what happened in that crash for the first round here of outdoor season is that you really haven't had time to prepare for outdoor? You were in a battle all the way up to the final race of the season with a Supercross championship hanging in the balance, and you were dialed in on that, and you really couldn't focus on outdoor like a lot of the other riders were able to do. So do you think that played a difference, and, and what was it like having just such a little break between supercross and motocross seasons yeah i feel like last year we had a whole bunch of time between supercross and outdoors and this year i don't know i mean obviously it was only a week but it felt yeah. like it was two weeks shorter in between <laughs> so yeah uh we had one week of testing they came down to florida we tested three days um okay. i think i rode i put over seven hours on the bike in three days so i tried to get as much as i possibly could in a week all right obviously i would have loved to have more and more preparation but racing 17 races you don't get the not a lot of time off so yeah. uh i had to ride outdoors during the week but didn't really test much just uh trying to do as many motos as i possibly can and uh yeah at least we're we're off to a solid solid start better yeah. better than i thought i was going to be after the first moto the first moto was not not okay. good so uh we actually did a full full shock change okay after the first moto for the second moto and it was quite a bit better so if we can keep making those improvements, we uh, should be a good spot. But overall, I'm, I'm happy to start this off solid and get this uh, season underway. All right, and here we are one round into the pro motocross season, and it looks like there's going to be a dogfight amongst you three for this entire season, making for a very long summer. Now, last year, you had the same thing from round one till the final freaking race. You and Eli were going at it. It was an epic battle, and I know you've said in the past when we've talked to you that you learned a lot from that battle, that it was a great experience. How much did that help you today when you were out here chasing down Jet? Yeah, uh, racing Eli last year was uh, something that I, I couldn't have learned anything more from. Yeah. He was an awesome competitor, and today that second moto felt like a rerun of, <laughs> of yes. last year a lot. Yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely made me a better rider, and something that I feel like I'm prepared for this year is to, yeah. to go the whole way and um, just fight till the end. I think... I ran one of my fastest laps with like five minutes to go or so, so yeah. I'm obviously in shape. I just got to work some few things out with the bike. It's okay. it's getting there, but not quite where I want it. And uh, obviously Jet and Dylan are, are great riders, and I feel like the speed just keeps keeps increasing. So it's it's going to be a fun summer. Uh, and how much of what you learned last summer in uh, you know that battle with Eli where you say you picked up all of that knowledge, uh, because it looked like you were using that today in that second moto especially when you were right on jet and you were just following him checking his lines looking for either him to make a mistake or that one spot where you knew you could get by him was there any of that going on there or were you just riding as hard as you could trying to keep up um yeah i was obviously i was i had to really learn a few of his lines middle yeah. or beginning of that race is that first moto i didn't know where i was going i was <laughs> riding a little bit sloppy and yeah second moto got out there and Kind of got to see some of his lines and i had some good lines as well and yeah. kind of put those two together and i felt like my speed was good uh today with the track it was like to make a pass or trying to make a pass especially on on jet it was going to be yeah. a, either have to get really sketchy or <laughs> obviously get maybe a little bit too aggressive and yeah. it was just it was a tough track and i obviously was riding close enough but 
I never really got an opening to, to make a pass, and he yeah. didn't really make too many mistakes. There was there was times where I made a mistake before the finish line where I tried to kind of run it in, yeah. and the lines were going complete opposite of where I was going. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was fun racing, and like Jet said, we all we all respect each other, and it's yeah. gonna be a fun summer. Obviously, Dylan's gonna be there the whole time. We all we all know that he's a champion for a reason, and it's uh it's gonna be fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I look forward to uh, more clean racing. All right, and how about the lappers today? Because you guys got into lap traffic pretty quick, even though you get those long lap times on the outdoor season and you guys are going really, really fast. It's pretty quick that you get back around and start getting into lappers. How much did that uh, play a part in you not being able to get around Jet uh, in that second moto especially? Yeah, it's, it's definitely not easy. I think when you're leading, you, have, uh, you get to them first, and it's yeah. a little bit harder. Uh, there was for a little bit I was not close enough where – the lappers would see me so they get back in the line and it was yeah. just it was kind of like jet said a chess game where he would get a gap i'd have to close back up he'd try to sprint away and i have to kind of up my yeah. pace and then towards the end i tried to really pick the pace up and make a little bit of a charge and uh yeah it was it was a fun race and like i said i've i've been used to those last year with with eli and uh looking forward to more of those this year with uh with jet and with dylan and All it's right. uh it's gonna be fun so yeah, it was a fun fun track today. It uh, it didn't feel uh, super familiar. I feel like last year I, I felt really good on this track, and today yeah. I felt like I was <clears throat> a little bit of a fish out of water. So obviously got some work to do and getting those outdoor feet back under me. All right, well, we definitely could not tell that. Fish out of the water was not the impression I had of watching you race today. It was like, oh, there's Chase Sexton being Chase Sexton, fast as F. And, you know, Jet's just also super fast, and you were, you know, having a battle with him. So we couldn't tell. If you get it more dialed in, it's going to be a very long summer for these other gentlemen up on the podium with you. Can't wait to see what happens next week in Hangtown. Congratulations to you, to the entire HRC Honda team for taking one and two today and we'll see what happens next weekend. I'm Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. The Memorial Day weekend had amazing weather here in Southern California, and a lot of people wanted to get on their bikes and go out and ride. And just a little update. Fox Raceway is still closed as they now strip everything down from the national event that went on on Saturday, and they will not reopen until June 6th. That's when you can get back out there and ride with your buddies at Fox Raceway at Pala. So all the other tracks are open and taking business as of now. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute, brought to you by LBZ, is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is time to talk aliens. UFOs, aliens! This is over in the UK. And it is along the lines of cattle mutilations, but what they're really experiencing is a lot of sheep mutilations, some cattle as well, but it's all in this area of Wales. A lady named Helena Wirth is speaking up. This article is about her experience. She witnessed in 2018, said she got up at six o'clock in the morning. She lives kind of out in the country. And she looked out and she saw a really bright light off over a neighbor's property, which she said she thought was maybe a house fire. And right as she was about to jump in her car and drive over there and make sure that everyone was out of the house because it was far away, the bright light started to move and went over to another house and was over that. And then she said she just sat there in awe watching this thing. And it went over a few separate properties and hovered over the top of them. She says it had what looked like molten lava dripping from it. And then it turned a bright red from the bright glowing light before and disappeared behind some trees and she didn't see it again. 
that was her nod that, okay, there's something crazy here. These are UFOs in the area, and I'm on to something here because we got all these mutilations here. Apparently, there's been a rumor since the 1970s that in this area where she lives, there is a large cat loose. Technically, you don't get large cats in the UK. There aren't any. But they say there, you know, someone had it as a pet. It got loose and it's been running around slaughtering these sheep. However, the 41-year-old uh, city council member of Sarah Digian says uh, that's all a bunch of crap. She blames all of this on extraterrestrial life. She says they are the ones responsible for the recent mutilations of sheep. And she's seen them right there near her home. There was 20 in 2012. That's a lot. Uh, they say the areas around the Cambrian Mountains where she lives. And they have long feared that there's a large cat hiding out there in the wild that comes out and kills livestock. Problem is, she says that they had one that killed 12 sheep in 1981 and they called it the uh, Beast of Bont because it was another village in Bont. And then there was another one that killed 20 sheep in 2012. Now they've had some more recent ones and she says in the more recent ones, there was nothing left, only the fur, the skin. She said there were two sheep, the head and the skin were there, nothing was left and there was no mess. That's where she says it's not a cat. If it was a cat, it would make a mess, it would shred it when it was eating it, there would be blood absolutely everywhere as all of the blood of the animal would leak out and be all over the ground. And there would be footprints from the animal as it was sitting there eating and then walking away, absolutely covered in blood in a pool of blood. Problem is there are no footprints. There are no signs of an animal anywhere. And the fact that these things are usually cut with precision, like, you know, scalpel uh, precision that this is definitely not anything an animal could do. That this is a human, and it's not a human. She says it's an alien. That these are UFOs that are doing these killings, according to her. And I, I gotta tell you, I don't know. She says a lot of times, too, they're spotting orbs the night, and then the next day they come out and they find that the sheep have been mutilated. She says there is something here in Wales with the sheep mutilation corridor, which she lives in. And she, along with a lot of other people, believe it is UFOs. And they are the ones responsible for the orbs that are seen around the time of the mutilations, almost always. And that's kind of what she saw back in 2018 when she first saw one and became what she calls now an amateur scientist as she really throws herself into this. And I gotta tell you, this is what happened with me. I didn't believe in any of this crap. I've never seen uh, I saw the UFO April 21 or 20 yeah April 21 or 22 I saw it April 22 and then uh, MUFON told me it was a stealth fighter jet that it was in my area which was weird because it had big giant orbs on the bottom and I've since seen what they call a reverse engineered spacecraft that the US government allegedly has and it looked exactly like that it didn't look like a Stealth fighter jet, and it wasn't making any noise. So I had to tell you. So Mufon kind of contacts the government, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, no, no. We were flying a stealth fighter jet. It's a black triangle. That's what it was." And it explains away my sighting. And I saw it at four o'clock in the morning, right near LAX airport. But this thing had big circles underneath that I described in my eyewitness testimony as it looked like giant wolfers like giant speakers on the bottom of it. They were not lit up. 
They were just like a silverish color that was different than the black triangle that was flying over my head. But then, what do I know? I'm just a dumbass. But I believe all of this is possible after having seen a ghost and getting into that. Very soon, the Stretch Paranormal Files will be coming to the Stretch Show podcast. If you ever miss any of the Stretch Show, you can pick it up anywhere podcasts are served on the iHeart app. It's on there. It's on Google. It's everywhere. Big 49 is also on the iHeart app. It's also on the Streams Hi-Fi app. You can also ask that whorebag uh, Dirty Alexa to play it, and she will play it as well because she loves the Big 49. They got it. It's everywhere. You can't escape the Big 49 or the Stretch Show podcast from the Big 49. All right, coming up next, I'm not going to talk about aliens anymore. I'm going to go into another story. Let's talk about crime. and be. You know what? I'm going to talk about something I, uh, I witnessed right here in uh, Pacific Palisades where I live on Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Sunday. I gotta tell you what I saw. And it surprises the hell out of me. And to that, I say the LAPD and the LA County Sheriffs need to get the effing work and they need to do their effing job. Because if the residents do their job, there's gonna be bloodshed and it's bad and more than likely the residents will be the ones going to jail for doing the job of the police who refuse to do their effing job. Do your effing job, LAPD. Do your effing job, LA County Sheriff. Do your effing job that you're paid to do, or we will. And if we do it, it's gonna be bad because we're gonna do what you should be doing. And then you're gonna prosecute us because you're a-holes. And the district attorney is a sea sucker. Man, I'm fired up now. Getting into this next, it pissed me off. Talk about this one. I don't know if you saw it. Maybe if you saw it, you can chime in. It's the big 49. The man Entertainment report. All right, good news if you're a Southern California resident that had a Dodge Hellcat that was stolen or a dealership that's had one stolen. Those things cost 90 grand and have been targeted by a ring of thieves that has now been broken up by a joint venture between the Ventura County and San Bernardino County Sheriff's Departments. They got nine arrests, a large amount of cash, and 28 suspected stolen vehicles that had fraudulent registrations with them. So good job to the Popo in Ventura and San Bernardino counties. Looks like actor Johnny Depp has a broken ankle and his summer tour with his rock band, The Hollywood Vampires, has postponed the first three shows. All three of those were scheduled for the northeastern United States. They say they're going to try to make them up at the end of the tour, but all of the dates for Europe, which will be in July of this summer, as of now, are still on schedule to be performed. And it looks like Jennifer Garner might be the coolest ex-wife ever. She was photographed Sunday at Disneyland with one of the kids she shares with Ben Affleck. And she also had one of the kids that Ben Affleck shares with J-Lo, as in it's J-Lo's and Mark Anthony's kid. So Jennifer Garner's being a cool co-parent. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49. It is a Stretch show right now. I'm going to go on a rant with my friends Pennywise and F Authority. This is what happened on Sunday. Sunday, I'm at my house. Just so you guys know, I live in uh, Palisades, which is right next to Santa Monica. It's between Santa Monica and Malibu. And I'm very, very, very close to Pacific Coast Highway, Sunset and Pacific Coast Highway. And it was Memorial Weekend on Sunday. I was at home. I just woken up. And where I live, right off of Sunset Boulevard, all the time, you'll hear 
like a car club go by, and everybody goes down to PCH to cruise on big weekends, and it's cool. I got no problem with that. But you'll hear car clubs back behind my house just letting it rip, and you'll hear, you can tell they're Porsches or muscle cars. You can tell by the sound of the engine that they'll come dropping down and just, wow, and they'll open it up a little bit on sunset for they get down there. I'm still not horribly offended at that. It's not the safest thing, but they're just cruising down to PCH where they're going to go for a ride. No big deal. And that equal goes for motorcycle clubs. And I can tell if it's a crotch rocket club who typically are riding like a bunch of jackasses doing wheelies and going fast. Or if it is a like Harley or Indian club, you can tell by the sound of the engine. I am a moto dude. I know motorcycles. I've had street bikes. I've had dirt bikes. I've had ATVs. I know the sounds of all of them. Well, on Sunday, I hear what I'm assuming is a motorcycle club going by. And when I say going by, it is rolling thunder down my street. And I very quickly realize that it's actually not going down my street. It's going down Sunset back behind my street, but I can hear it clearly. And I'm like, oh, it's a motorcycle club. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That sounds like a gate drop at Pala. That is a bunch of four-stroke thunder hammering it down Sunset Boulevard. And I'm like, that's the strangest thing I've ever heard. And then I start hearing the unmistakable sound of two strokes in there. And I'm like, wait a minute. These are dirt bikes. And I'm talking hundreds. It's not like a pack of them went by. No, this is rolling. Oh, just rolling. And you'll get that on the big weekends, typically with a motorcycle club or, or like a ride, like a charity ride. It'll be hundreds of Harleys and Indians rolling out. You get that a lot. But that's not it. These are off-road vehicles, and I am hearing them. So I walk out and look, and there are about, I'm going to say, 100 to 200 African-American dudes, all on ATVs and dirt bikes, just maybe more than that. Because it went on, it was a long time of hearing it before I walked down to look, and by the time I got up to look, they were still going by. And they came right down Sunset Boulevard on illegal ATVs and quads, and they were up on the sidewalk, they were doing wheelies, they were riding like idiots, it was not safe. And here's what it is, people speed back there, whatever, I did that all the time on my street bike back behind my own house. Let it rip, and I'm like, oh, time to let the freaking FZ1000 breathe, and I just whip it up and try to set the land speed record. I did it all the time, I, and it's not safe, but I did it all the time. I didn't go on the sidewalk, and there's people with kids and people walking kids, and you gotta have some sense of safety to the community. Some, or like if you're riding and you're going fast and you see something slow down. That wasn't the case. This was utter lawlessness and the fact that there were no cops anywhere. Trust me, people were calling like, hey man, there's a bunch of dude on dirt bikes rolling down. And they went all the way down to Pacific Coast Highway and hung. In fact, my wife was gone at the time and when she got home, she came in and said, oh my God, I just saw the weirdest thing. She said, they were a bunch of black dudes on those four-wheelers doing wheelies down Pacific Coast Highway. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they passed here. I, I saw them, too. And she's like, that's not legal, right? I'm like, no, that's really illegal. And the fact that the police didn't do a damn thing about it and everyone's so afraid to freaking enact the law to enforce the law. I mean, this is a neighborhood where that kind of crap doesn't fly, man. I've, I've seen these all over America. This is the largest group I've ever seen, ever. Even the videos I see on YouTube and everything. This group of dudes, I don't know where they came from, but they came all the way down Sunset Boulevard until they hit the ocean. And then they busted a right and headed up towards Malibu. And Malibu typically doesn't play. 
I didn't see it on the news. I didn't hear it on my local news sites that there was any any freaking arrest made or a massive group of illegal motorcycles going down. People just ignore it because people are vaginas. And to that I say, LAPD, do your effing job. That's what we pay insane amount of taxes for in this area. Insane amount of taxes. So you guys will do your effing job. Do your effing job. Oh, uh, freaking LA County Sheriff, do your effing job. Stop that kind of crap from happening. That needs to be nipped in the ass immediately, and it was not. And the fact that these guys made it all the way to the beach from God knows where, because trust me, those bikes don't live around here. Those dudes aren't locals to the to the area. No, they are not. It is crazy. That crap can't happen. And the fact that we just allow lawlessness in general to happen anywhere in America is absolutely not okay. I remember when I was a kid, we'd go dirt bike riding, we'd wash our bikes, and then I always fired it up and rolled it up and down the street a few times. I'd try to convince my parents I was just drying it off. And a couple of times, I was with my buddies and they did it, and one of my buddies got his bike impounded by the downy police, just one bike. Going down the street, it's an illegal vehicle. It has no registration, it has no license plate, has no turn signals, no lights. It was a dirt bike. They impounded that crap. He got in big trouble. His parents had to come and get it out and pay the impound fee, and he was all busted. But we used to do that crap, and they would impound your bike. You know why? They were enforcing the effing law. Now, all of a sudden, when it's a whole bunch of dudes that they don't want to tangle with, they all of a sudden step back and let it just roll by. I was like ranting about it. My wife goes, no, there was a cop on the side of the road writing a ticket. And he just watched them go by. You know why? They're afraid to do their job because the district attorney won't do anything anyways. Once they do it, the cops are no longer doing their job because they know the district attorney will not prosecute. Nothing will happen. They'll give them a slap on the wrist, maybe a fine and let them go. All of those bikes should have been impounded. Every single one of them and every one of those dudes should have got a ticket. And if they resisted, they should have been arrested for resisting arrest. Or if they ran, and then you should have added reckless driving and countless other charges to every single one of those idiots. And there were hundreds of them. Hundreds. Yeah, this is absolute crap. I got to get on the committee again. I got to make things happen. Because I can tell you right now, you get a bunch of the homies out there and you enforce the law in your own neighborhood, you and the homies are in trouble. And don't think that these guys that are absolute lawlessness are going to appreciate being stopped in your neighborhood, it's going to get violent. It's going to go violent fast. So if the cops don't do their job and we have to do their job, there's going to be bloodshed. And that's not good. Nobody wants that. So here's an idea. Do your effing job. LA City Council, allow the police to do their job. Stupid communist pinko dumbass mayor, allow the LAPD to do their job. That's who I have. My neighborhood, it's LAPD, and they don't do a damn thing around here. They always say, we got to wear real crimes committed. Yeah, suck my balls. Look at the tax bill. And then tell me that. You can eat a big old bag of dick sundaes is what you can eat. You go where we pay you to go, and we pay you a crap ton of money around here to get out here and do your effing job. So do it. I'm Stretch. I'm a great American. I do my job, and I'm proud of that. Step Egg 49. Big, big, the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. I'm scurrying around looking for things to talk about on the moto minute today. And I see an article about Suzuki and there's not a mention of Ken Roxon in this article at all. Of course, it's about the outdoor season. And we know that Ken Roxon has signed a multi-year deal to go race the world supercross. So he is not part of the 
outdoor teams for Suzuki at either 450 or 250 levels. But to see an article with all of these guys and everything and not mention the guy that single-handedly put Suzuki on his back and brought them back to Revelance this year, I thought was pretty weird. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a stretch show. I got a crazy one here for you now. Everybody's aware of the uh, get woke, go broke, and the backlash that a lot of big corporations are feeling for their constant pushing of the homosexual agenda on people. Right now, the latest two stores that get nailed are Kohl's and Target. And it's just been coming and coming and coming. And then all the dumbass beer companies that did it and then stood their ground and then professed their sorrow for their advertising over the last 30 years and how they pandered to big stupid male idiots like wait a minute all those big stupid male idiots still drink your product and now they're offended so now they're telling you to go to hell you've got just idiocy going on well now this story comes from uganda by the way they went really far the other way the president of uganda has signed into a a law an anti-gay legislation supported by many in the east african country but widely condemned by rights activists and others abroad. That means people not in his country that he could give two Fs about. And basically, the version of the bill that he signed does not criminalize it to identify as a gay person, LGBTQ5G. No, they instead have, uh, and that was an earlier draft, it straight up criminalized homosexuality. And there's gay people out there. If you like it or not, there's gay people out there. And I don't think anyone has a problem. The backlash we're seeing now, in my interpretation, isn't that anyone has a problem with gay people, is that a lot of people have a problem with the gay agenda being pushed and pushed and pushed as completely normal and what our kids should be into as an option to our kids who aren't gay. You know when you're gay, when you're born gay, you know you're gay. When you're not, you're not. And you shouldn't be telling little straight kids it's okay to be gay, in my opinion. If they are, they are. They'll figure it out. But, you know, we're just like, oh, we're, we're trying to be so open and woke that it's a thing. And there's a lot of pushback on it now. Just look at it. I'm not talking. Look at the masses. Look at all the heat those big corporations are getting. And then this guy goes and criminalizes it to be gay. The new law prescribes the death penalty for aggravated homosexuality, which is defined as cases of sexual relations involving people infected with HIV. So if you have HIV, which is a massive problem over in Africa, and you are gay or you are gay and have sex with a minor, you get the death penalty. That is what happens now in Uganda. A suspect convicted of attempted aggravated homosexuality can be imprisoned up to 14 years and or put to death or both. Man, so that's crazy right there. They say the president answered the cries of their people by signing the bill. With a lot of humility, the president said, I thank my colleagues, the members of parliament, for withstanding all the pressure from bullies and doomsday conspiracy theorists. In the interest of our country, I signed this bill today. And that is the president of Uganda. That's a little extreme, I'm going to say. A little extreme. Granted, if you have HIV and you're having sex with people, you should be going to jail. Because you're you're issuing a death sentence on people, especially in a third world nation uh, like Uganda. Craziness.
where the world stands and where we stand and what we think is normal, what we're trying to shove down everyone's throat as normal. And there is pushback and it continues to happen. Look it up. If you don't know what's going on at Target and at Kohl's, they're getting it. At Kohl's, they're, they're getting it because of their, it's June and June is Gay Pride Month. And by the way, I've been in a crap load of gay pride parades. I have. I have no problem with gay people. I really don't. But I do think it's strange that it's everywhere now and it's in every show and every television show that you turn on, there's a gay character. In every store, there's a gay section. In all the libraries, there's books about being gay for kids to read. There's a lot of crap going on that's, all right, well, maybe we're not cool with all of this. Pump your brakes. I don't think anyone is anti-gay. I think people are anti-gay message to their straight kids. That's what it is, if you ask me. Don't go to Uganda, by the way, with that. Moto Man, stay out of Uganda. I need you around here at the 49. They have a Ugandan motocross rally, and I send Moto. He may not come back. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's highly possible. Don't do it, Moto. Stay here. Stay here, Moto. All right, I'm stretched. Coming up next, if you missed it from yesterday's show, my amazing interview with Jet Lawrence, HRC Honda. Kid just came out and put a beating down on the pack for the opening round of the pro motocross season. And if you missed it, that's coming up in moments right here on the 4-9. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Listen to the Big 49 coverage on Saturday at Fox Raceway. You'll know we talked a lot about the Super Motocross because it all matters going into the Super Motocross playoff season in September, and that is the points. They're going to combine all of the points, and we're not going to have 40 guys in the field. The top 20 guys will get to race in that Super Motocross Championship Series, and currently in the 450s, Chase Sexton, before the race on Saturday, had to lead with 372 points. Cooper Webb was in second with 304, but a guy that was getting on the 450 for the first time, Jet Lawrence, he had zero because he left all of those 250 points behind, and he now just has to get into the top 20 to make his way to the Super Motocross Championship playoffs this September and they say he can do that basically 25 points a pop if he keeps winning he could be in there as quickly as two or three rounds so don't worry about Jet Lawrence making it to the SMX finals in September looks like he is clearly on the path to make that happen in the next few races I'm Stretch another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now Big 4-9, it is a stretch show here on a big old Tuesday Memorial Weekend in the books. Bring on summer. Can you feel the heat? Can you feel it coming? Sure, we got a little June gloom that'll linger for the next month, but then it's going to get hot as balls in the afternoons. Time to start sweating the swamp ass. Oh, man, it's going to be motorcycle riding early in the morning very, very soon. Right. Shout out to Jet Lawrence and Chase Sexton, both from the HRC Honda team. Talking with a 4-9. We appreciate that. Right now, let's talk about a senator out of California who is a pinko communist bastard. From the California Socialist Party, her name is Diane Feinstein. She refuses at 89 years old to give up her seat. She's got two more years to serve. She says she's not running for re-election, but she's not leaving before... 2025 when it's due in January 2025 she'll be out of office it's a little over a year and they say she's a bigger prop up than President Joe Biden 
that she literally, if you see pictures of her, they shield her from the media. They try not to let any media take photos of her. And guess what? The media, the accomplices of the left-wing commie nutjobs, are totally into it. They, they totally grant her that. Look at her. She's like getting pushed around in a wheelchair by her aides. She doesn't know. They had a fit picture of her on the floor, and Kamala Harris was up presiding over, and she was saying to her staff, why is she up there? What's good? She, like, because she's the vice president, you old nincompoop. I think Joe Biden says the same thing. Why is she here? Because she's your vice president, you nincompoop. Like, this lady has no idea what's going on, and she's up there voting on things, and they say her staff, and it's strictly a weekend at Bernie's situation. She is propped up by her staff. They roll her around. They have color-coded folders for her so she knows what she should vote against and vote for. And they basically do everything for her. And at points when she's going out to cast her vote, she gets confused and her staff members have to come up and whisper in her ears. Do you remember how much heat Ronald Reagan got when Nancy Reagan would whisper in his ear and tell him things? We found out later he was suffering from dementia and it was starting to kick in. This is a hundred times worse than that, yet everyone's applauding it, and what a warrior she is. Yeah, a warrior that is screwing up our country and our state. This is one of the people that is against dirt bikes. This is one of the people that is against us having any place to ride our dirt bikes. This is one of the people that really needs to go. And it would be great if she would do the right thing and step down from her weekend at Bernie's position and actually resign and have an election to get her seat so we have a shot in the dark at getting somebody in there that can make a change for the positive for our state and our country. But that's not going to happen because her and her like only want to be in power. They only care about power. They don't give an F about you or us. And that is the truth, man. Look it up. Google it. I'm not just ranting like a madman here. She's also got something wrong now where it looks like she's had a stroke and her face is all sagging. That's fine. That happens to people. I My heart goes out to people that happens too. But those people aren't making very important decisions for our country typically. And if they are, they have the common sense to say, hey, you know what? I'm in no shape mentally or physically to continue my duties. I'm going to go ahead and step down and let someone come up that can do this correctly. And she won't do it. And they won't do it. She's going to have to drop dead. And if she drops dead, I tell you, they're putting sunglasses on her and they're rolling her out and her little communist staff will continue voting for her. This is not right. Not right at all. Yeah, she is an enemy of anyone that rides dirt bikes in this state. An absolute sworn enemy of you and me. So she's got to go. And I wish she'd go sooner rather than later, but unfortunately she's only going in a pine box. And that's terrifying for our state and our country. All right, my ranting day is a good day to rant. I got another rant. We're going to rant about Chicago next and make me feel better about California. Get into this one. Police are finally issuing an alert. Little, uh, say, better late than never. We'll just talk about this next. Step 849. Good news for all the West Coast moto heads. The television schedule for this weekend's motocross race, which will be the Hangtown Classic up in Sacramento, California, will be the exact same schedule that we had last weekend for Fox Raceway at Pala. That is a 250 Moto 1 with a gate drop at 1 p.m., then the final 450 Moto 2 with a gate drop at 4 p.m., and the whole thing wrapping up around 5.30 p.m. on Saturday night. 
night. So enjoy these one o'clock gate drops while we got them on the Peacock because coming by the middle of June, the gate drops are going to be starting at 10 a.m., which is hella early for all you guys that like to go out on Friday night. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big Four Nine. I'm going to talk about the sympathy uh, with the devil that all the big cities in America have when it comes to crime. I talked about the incident that I witnessed here in Los Angeles, California on Sunday, and the police did absolutely nothing about it because they just don't want to deal with doing all that work, and nothing happens because we've got the worst district attorney in the country here in Los Angeles. Absolutely despicable human being. Let's go to Chicago now, where there's been a spree of armed robberies. Also the murder capital of the world at this point. Several Chicago neighborhoods are on high alert. Police say the common thread of these incidents is food vendors, which are Uber Eats drivers, those kind of people, and individuals that are coming home or going to work. When you go out to your car, you get robbed. And then they give a list, and you're like, all right, well, that's, you know, sucks. But there were 13 of these that happened in one Saturday morning. In an hour, in a two and a half hour span. So you think, hey, there was just a robbery here. You get a call pretty quick after there's a robbery. Hey, this guy just pulled a gun on me, stole my wallet, took everything. Okay. Well, the fact that there were 13 in the same neighborhood in two and a half hours and the police weren't around to do anything about it should be terrifying to anyone that lives in that area. You know what you should do if you're in Chicago? You should run your mayor out of town. You should run your DA out of town. You should run your governor out of town. You should run every elected official that fans these flames of criminal activity out of your state. In California, I'm looking at us too. They say the holdups take place Saturday morning. Carjackings, robberies, all with guns. All done by four male victims who are hooded. And, uh... Are uh, these Robert? They're the same guys every time because they've got video of them. They say they are African American. They typically wear a hood when they make the robbery, and there are four of them, and they all have guns. And these four dudes are attributed to 48 robberies in less than a year. 48, and they can't catch these guys yet. They know exactly who the f they are. Yeah, and then it, it goes into times. All of the uh, robbers, they say, are aged 17 to 21. And they wear black ski masks, dark clothing, and blue gloves. And they all have um, handguns. And they are all African Americans. Chicago police have issued a community alert now that there's been 41 of these in less than a year. Urging residents to be more vigilant about their surroundings because basically we're not going to do crap to help you. We're going to let these idiots continue to run our street thug lifestyle. And we're not going to do crap. So be vigilant and look out because we're not helping you. Oh, yeah. God, for heaven, help you if you carry a gun. If you do anything about this yourself, we will lock you up and make an example of you. Yeah. The neighborhood says, man, we've been asking the city to provide us private security since the police won't do anything about it. And the areas that this gang is targeting, they're also demanding a meeting with the EOMC since most of the cameras in the little village don't work. And they can't solve any crime with them because they got cameras up that don't work. You know who puts those cameras out? The criminals that see they're there, they go and shoot them out and then they go and rob. That's what happens. Yeah. They're asking the mayor to come to the roundtable meeting to see how they can uh, help since that community was used by her in her campaign. 
her racist campaign. Remember, this is the lady that will not do an interview with a white reporter because she is a racist piece of shit. And they're going to let crime run rampant in her state. So good job, Mayor, in your city. I love that. Yeah. It is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. What is being allowed in America? And when are Americans going to stand up? You know there's riots going on all over the world right now because people are sick of the BS that their government is doing. The United States is the last holdout. Look at France. France is popping off, man. There are riots all around the world of people rising up against their government because they are sick of the BS. Everyone lost faith in their government when the COVID BS went down and the lockdowns went down and the economies got destroyed and businesses got destroyed. Yet the government kept bleeding the businesses for every dime they could throughout the lockdown. And people are sick of it and people are ready to revolt. I'm waiting for it to happen here. I welcome it. And I'm going to sit back and laugh when it does because it's well-deserved and pretty much... Uh, overdue, in my opinion. Look, I'm a January 6th insurrectionist now because I spoke out against the government. Let's see if they shut us down. Suck my balls, you assholes. I'm stretched. I got no Fs to give. It's the Big 49. Big 49 is a stretch. I'm all angry. I'm all fired up and pissed off. What else is new? I'm an old, fat, angry guy. I don't think I can handle it. Diane Feinstein, I don't think I can handle doing this show much longer. I think I'm going to blow a gasket. They're going to be rolling me around in a wheelchair and somebody's going to be wiping my ass and telling me what to say. Be like, it's a stretch show. It's a... Then you'll hear Moto Man going, it's a stretch show. <laughs> stretch says, suck it, communist dictators of California. And then I'll be like, dah, dah, dah. it's coming, man. It's coming. What am I going to do? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm going to go to work pound out my three effing jobs a day. That's what I'm going to do. Because I'm an American. I do what I got to do. And then I just shake my head in disgust at what's happening to my city, to my state, and to my country. And it's being allowed by all of us. We're all guilty in this. We really are because we're allowing this all to happen. We're allowing our cities and states to just be taken over by scumbag, vagrant, homeless, criminal, douchebag element that nothing is done about some point we got to stand up man we got to stand up got to get the police to do their job again would be a start and you know you don't do your job police and i understand why you don't do your job but same reason as a security guard i don't do a lot of my job because i'm like well i'm gonna do my job and i'm gonna have a bunch of paperwork and then nothing's gonna happen and then in that sense i've wasted my time when i could have been useful to help someone in another area because nothing's gonna happen i understand the discouragement in you. But I also understand that this is your job and you're sworn to do it, so do it. Sorry, you need to do it. Yeah, it's a load of crap. All right, I'm getting out of here. I'm disgusted with everything. I'm gonna pack it up and pack it in. I'll be back tomorrow, I'll do a hump day show. I'll be as spry as ever, angry and ornery as ever. We will talk moto, tell you who we get tomorrow. Our friend Dylan Ferrandez, Star Racing Yamaha, is who we get tomorrow. He was up on the podium Saturday, and we dig Dylan Ferrandez. So that's the show for the hump day. I will be back for that show. So until then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.